B'Shem Hashem Na'asem Na'atzeach, we're up to chapter 8 in the Ali Shor, the third, third. But here, he's already, Yeshibach wrote him uh, letters, and this is the third letter that he's responding to. He's uh, actually, it's very interesting, how you should have a social life, how, to, how a person that's life is based on Torah, should have a so- social life. So he says over there in the first paragraph, he had written another um, letter how to regard jealousy in life, right? How to deal with jealousy and how to know your self-value. Now he's going to the topic of because um, you know in every social setting there's leaders, there's followers, there's bullies. Yeah, so you know, in every, in every so, so we're so we're reading it. We go to the second chapter, second paragraph. He says, "You with me?" He never derech. So he says. Part of Musar, a very important part of Judaism, is to find yourself. Actually, there's a very important Maharal. It says there's, some people think there's only two relationships. Between us and God and us and our fellow. But there's actually three relationships, the Maharal says, between you and yourself. Mm. Some people don't love themselves. They don't mm. take care of themselves. You understand? So he says, He says, How do you deal with your friend... Some people, you know, this is a big problem actually, you should know. It's sad. Some kids, they don't fit into a social circle and then like they're rejected and it's very important the yeshiva that you go to or that the people accept you. When they don't accept you, it's very hard because you need a social life, you know. So he says... Sometimes you don't find your place in the social circle of friends. And he says, this guy, this yeshiva bachur, was uh, in pain and suffering because of that. So he wants to help him through the psychology of Torah, right? How you could have good relationship and fit in to a group of good friends. He says, first of all, Third paragraph, he says, He says, always you're going to have a show-off in every social circle. People that are a little bit snobby, right? And sometimes it's hard to tolerate these people, right? Because they're full of themselves. But he says that, so how do you do? Let's say that you're, you're, you're in a, especially in a small yeshiva, one of the leaders of the group is a show-off. So you're just going to go become a hermit? The Torah, that's not the Torah way. A good friend is more precious than a brother. You know? I tell you, right now I'm recording because of my friend Rabbi Matos. He, he dozen times said, you, you have to record. And this last year I had, it said I had uh, 41,000 views on my YouTube channel. So it's a, it's a good, wow. you know? A good friend really is more precious than anything in life. So he says, just because somebody, you know what I mean? Let's say somebody in your social circle is a show-off and you really can't stand him. What are you supposed to do with such people? It's not that you can't have a social life. But he says, that's not the right choice, right? I tell you, there was, um, in Baltimore, I tell you, there's somebody, he's one of the wealthiest people in Baltimore. Just to show you, Rabbi Yaakov Hillel, my brother-in-law, Rabbi Yehudah Moradian, in Baltimore, he said, you know, Kunta Kabbalah is very important to wear all white. So the one of the most respected 
Kabbalist. I saw with my own eyes the Hasidic Rebbe. I'm learning Kabbalah from Rabbi Abdullah. He wears back. He doesn't wear all white. So my brother-in-law ate Shabbat dinner with him. He asked them why. He says it's important not to stand out. It's important to fit in. So this guy, he's a very good guy, very wealthy guy. He gave like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to Staka. But he was young and he would make his kids like do weird stuff that were like, you know, when Ash- when you're in a community that doesn't have so many stars in like Baltimore, it's not like you know, they had like 50 Sephardian rituals. His kids were like not fit in. And all of them went off the derech. Like, He's very religious himself. But it, it's very important to, to be able to click with your friends and have good friends and have a social life. Because even either you're going to have good friends or bad friends, right? Yeah. Either your friends are going to take you down or take you up. So you have to be able to fit in. So he's trying to explain about this. He says, He says the person that wants to show off is coming from the same psychological root in his neshama that his, je- his, his jealousy comes from. He says somebody that's at peace with himself and knows his own self-value doesn't have to be snobby and try to put other people down and like try to be his superior, right? It's coming from a lack of self-confidence and self-value. Same thing if you're jealous. If you're jealous, you don't know how valuable you are. So he says, He says, and that this guy, he's very dependent on other people saying, oh, you're the best. That's why he's trying to like show off that other, other people pay attention to him. He says that more important than anybody else is you always have to love yourself and know your self-value. Once you exude confidence in your decisions, then other people will follow. You understand? He says, that's why we have a, it's a very interesting Mishnah in Misachat Edyod. You with me, Eitan? The next paragraph. It says, This is actually one of the most famous parts of the whole Talmud. The whole Mishnah is. It says, It means, actions speak greater than words. So it says, if you want to be known as a great person, you don't need to show off. Actions speak greater than words. When you're a good friend, and when you know your friend needs a favor, and you're there for him, that's going to be a million times from you trying to make people like you by showing off or being jealous, you know, and not having... means my Rosh Hashiv actually once said. He said one time, the Pirkei Avod, says, what's the best thing that takes you to Olam Haba, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai said? So one said, good... F- Right, so one said, Ein Tova, Shachen Tov. So he said, maybe it means, maybe Shachen Tov, good neighbor or good friend, Chaver Tov, doesn't mean that you have to go find one, maybe you be one. Right? He says, He says, if you are altruistic, if in a group of friends you volunteer to help others, he says, don't worry. And you're not looking to show off, you're not looking for, you know, people to acknowledge you, that itself is going to make people like you. You understand? Because action, when people see that you're a valuable thing, you're not selfish, you know, then intrinsically people that have a brain and are not superficial are going to say, wow, this is a valuable guy. 
He's not always thinking about himself. He's what? Willing to sacrifice for others. He says, Azor la'acherin. Always help others. If they ever need a vol- if your group, social group ever needs somebody to volunteer to help get something on, like a Shabbaton or, you know, or think you always be the one that volunteers, then automatically, inevitably, you're going to become a leader because you're you're not just trying to. Uh, Talk the talk. You're walking the walk. And by thing, people are going to be, you know, see that you're confident and you're a giver, you know. Remember any time you were learning the Rav Desa? Giver and taker. So people automatically are always like to be under the flag of a giver because they see he's a valuable asset, you know. And you're not doing it for the, the fame and glory, you know. You're just doing it because that's the right thing to do. Right? Like in every shul, you need a gabai. In every social circle, you need somebody that's expert in certain things. Like somebody knows computers. Like in my own life, like sometimes, even when you, any time in your life, whether you're 80, 85, 20, 30, 40, 60, some person is, knows real estate. So he's a good friend. You need real estate advice, you go to him, you know. Somebody's good in accounting, you go to him. Somebody's good in you know, uh, Torah. So he says, There's so many golden opportunities to be at public service. Like Eitan here, he's our Baal Korah. He reads the Torah for us every week. Or Nate is like the Gabbai, right? So he says in Yeshiva also, you want to be respected and loved and cherished, you have to show off. Go volunteer to be a Gabbai, be a you know, people like right in this Kenisa right now. We have a, in the big shul. We have a big problem when there's a special event. We have nobody to talk. And uh, you saw that a few weeks ago. We have nobody that uh, Mr. Saraf of God plus best memory. Avadavu used to do that. It means if you're proactive, you want to you want to do something. You can do something. There's always a rabbi. There's always something to do. And same thing social circle. You always. Which means, um, and that's going to make so many value. That's going to be so much bring you, make you value to that social circle that it's going to attract fr- good friends to you. In life, you can't wait. That's what we're learning in Sazir Shem Zezud. You can't wait for good luck to come to you. You be the creator of, of good luck. So he says, right in the middle, Eitan. You don't have to push and try to force your way into being a gabbai. But if you see... Like that was like one of the things that was my father of Bismillah. Right? When nobody's willing to step up to the plate to get the community done, you. So you, you could go to the old Gabbai or the Rabbi or Rosh Hashiva or Mashkech and say, I'm at service here. If you ever need me to be a Gabbai or do anything, volunteer for the Shiva, I'm here. I'm at your service. It's not like trying to be bossy and, you know. And it says, It says that's a very good thing. You should know the, in in the in the in the um, philosophy of the Musar movement. Ravi Salanter talks about this. It's such. It's a very important to be a good public servant. Ish siburi says if you're somebody that the whole um, 
It's a whole, whole long essay he has on this. Rabbi Sosalanter, Rabbi also has in his second volume. He says, if you're a person that people need you, you get sick less. Like, even if you had a thing that you should die, Hashem's not going to kill you because other people don't deserve. You understand? Because when I, Hashem's... Um, yeah, Hashem's... Um, A judgment is perfect, which means all the people that are going to affect it also need to deserve for this person to be like go out of service. Hmm. So if they don't deserve it, and you're help, you're affecting. It's like when a judge says this guy goes oh, to yeah. jail for the service, he doesn't do what he Exactly, exactly. Be but thing Hashem, Hashem does. does. So it says, if you do gabai, your book service work. Like a clockwork, very seriously and responsibly, and you're um, on time. <laughs> like the Santa Monica virus that's going around. Santa Monica. So it says, So he says here, one second, I don't understand what he's saying here. So he's saying, he's just saying, this is a double-edged sword. He says, sometimes you, don't, you shouldn't be too good-hearted, Eitan. Which means, if you're the Gabbai, then don't go take it overboard. And if you're in Yeshiva, go sign up for Shmira and Hatzalah, you know? Because then you're... He's saying, you have to know what you're anchored for. Especially before you're married, you have a lot more time to learn. You know what I mean? So your roots have to be... in. Finishing as much as Shas and Halacha and, you know, thing as possible. Because if you, if you then, because it could get to your head. Because it's like sometimes, a lot of times when you do this found to you, they honor you. So he says, oh, then I'll go become part of Shmira and Hatzalah and I'll join, join this volunteer group and that volunteer group then. You know, because he says, he says always everybody has a certain taiva. So he says, when you become a yeshiva bachar, your yetzahara becomes more sophisticated. It's not want to go. It's not going to want to go do gluttony and dirty stuff. But what it's what it's going to want to do sometimes is you know more go after more honor. Chacham Ben Sion writes this. Like the yetzahara for a rav, a person is a tamachacham. It's not so much to do dirty, right? Like animalistic nerve endings, like. Gluttony and sexual, but it's more like, oh, they should respect me. So he said, it's good to volunteer, but know what the ikar is, what the tafel is. Ikar and tafel is what? Ikar is the main and the, the secondary. Oh. Mm. So it said, so he says, yeah, so that's what he's saying here. He's saying sometimes the The Rabbi Ben Sion Shaul talks about this idea that um, the more holy and sophisticated you get, Torah knowledge goes up, your Satan also becomes more sophisticated. Right? If you're like somebody that's just about Tshuva, just trying to keep Shabbat and learn like one minute Torah a day, your Yetzar is on a very low level. It's unsafe. No, because there's a concept called Zezel Maze Elokim. Like I was telling you on Shabbat. There always needs to be equilibrium. So if, okay, when you're on a low level, your satan is actually, who has a bigger Yetzirah? 
I, feel, I feel like someone who, if you learn more Torah, you're able to, you know, get more knowledge on how to overcome it. I know, but in order, no, I know, you have more knowledge how to, but your thing becomes okay, yeah. much more sophisticated. More becomes cunning. More. more cunning, you understand? Because then, let you, let's say, uh, Matthew, like this, when your Torah knowledge goes very, very high, your Yetzirah is also going to have to go very high. So it'd be what? On the same level. If I'm in Chibet Bingam, because if your Yetzirah stays low, then you're not going to get what? The challenge. Any more challenge or reward. Why do you deserve it? You're, you, Of course. Which but means yeah, actually yeah, yeah. it comes out that Rishayim have a less Yetzirah than Sadiqim. <laughs> That's a Gemari. Sukkah. Dafnun Bet. When Mashiach comes, they're going to cry. Because the... The Sadiqim, the, the Yetzirah is going to look like a thick rope, like a mountain. To the, to the thing, it's just look, going to look like a pebble. They're going to cry, they're going to cry. They say, the Sadiqim are going to cry. He says, is this was Mount Everest, this Yetzirah. How did I climb, defeat him? And then the thing is going to say, this was such a thin rope. How did I not break through it? You understand? So this is what he's saying. He's saying, don't take the volunteer thing overboard. You also have to know. Before, especially before you're married. Once you're married, you have, it's much like today. I was two hours in carpool, even on a Sunday, because I had to go and I had to take my dri- daughter driving. She has to get her driver license, you know. But before you're married, he's saying it's good to be a volunteer. But before you're married, don't go volunteer for fifty different things, and then you don't learn a word anymore. You become an ignoramus, right? He says, So he says, Oh, wow, this is a beautiful pshan. It was worth it to come tonight just to hear this. He says, What does it mean the greater you become? Your Yetzirah becomes greater. It means your Yetzirah becomes more spiritual. Which means a low life. I'm very sorry to be graphic, but this morning it's Shobavim. You have to do Chua for all the sexual sins. So I was teaching him Evan Aizer how. It says in Shulchan Aruch, you can listen to it, I'll send it to you. It says you have to go far, far, far away from women. Um, so it says that a low life, he, he has like thing to like to go to an X-rated club or not, or go sleep with a prostitute. Somebody that has Torahs doesn't have that. What does it mean that, so how, what does it mean that his Yetzirah is greater? It, means he, it says his Yetzirah is more Sophisticated is more spiritual. He has the Yitzhar that, oh, they should honor me. I'm a rabbi. I'm My sister and brother and my cousins should. You understand? So the Yitzhara is not over animalistic, low life things. It's over, and that's also wrong. Because if you learn Torah, you're learning it from Hashem, not for people to honor you. So you understand? It gets more. Um, he said, "That's a good shot." He says, "Rav Olbi in in Kol Agadam Mikhaver." Lakech ala ben Tayra leizar b'miuchot b'miuchot shalkav levakishon. So he said, Rabbi Ben Sion Abashol also writes this, the great Sephardic Rosh Hashiva, that he says, "Once you become a Torah scholar, you shouldn't fall into the trap and expect everybody to bow down to you and like respect you." Stand up when you walk in the room. Stand back and walk in because he says, actually, Torah should make you more humble. They should. People should appreciate your Torah knowledge, but if you if you if you're doing it for the whole, yeah, shouldn't be your main. Thing. If 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 you're doing it for the kavod, just for the thing, then you've missed the boat. The satan has won. That that's what it's saying. The satan is going to be replaced. You understand? It goes from like low life things to more. Oh, I'm more. Ge- 
I'm jealous. They didn't respect me enough. They didn't acknowledge. You understand? That's what it means. Okay, last paragraph. It says, It says, that that you should be humble and not after a thing. It says, of course, you should be very clean. You should know. One of the greatest yeshivas that created almost every single Rosh Hashiva, including Rav Shach and Rav Aaron Cutler and Rav Ruderman, and Rav, it was this altar of Slabatka, Rav Nassim Srifinkel. And he was saying, God the Sadan, the yeshiva had a tailor. Like he would force every yeshiva bakr to get a new black hat every year. Because he said, not that you're doing it for... We just learned in Gemara Tanit, actually. I'm two weeks behind the daf. It says, Melech b'yofyof tachzenecha. You know, the Jewish king every day has to get a haircut, like get groomed. The coin got once a week. A regular coin once a month. So, it's saying, not that you're out to be a show-off for people to respect you, but you should also be very... Because there's a Gemara in Shabbat. It says, if a Talmud Chacham on his outer garment has like a booger or like a dirty, like a sloppy... Is chayav mita from heaven? He has a death sentence because talmidei chachamim are our royal spiritual princes, right? They represent Hashem. They represent. They're living Torah. They they. It's covered at Like my Rebbe once said, I tell you this. One important thing I learned from my Rebbe, Reb Svishlita, he said that there's a concept. Kavoda Torah is more important than the Torah itself. You know that. To respect Torah is more important than Torah itself. You know what the biggest proof to this is? When Rabbi Vadya Yosef was nifter, almost every single Sephardi yeshiva in the world that was near in Israel closed down. So you literally had like 200,000 people that were going to learn the Torah the whole day. The whole day they had to go by bus to be at the funeral. I wasn't, but their whole... A day of learning Torah went down the drain. So maybe it was just sufficient for 10,000 people to go. Why was it sufficient? Almost a million people were there. So it's because you see from here to honor Torah is more important than Torah itself. And this is very important, especially for the Persian. The, you know what happened was the uh, Reformed Jews, the enlightened Jews, that were really trying to make uh, everybody secular, they would say, oh, why... It's like the same thing, molaito. You like, you know. So he, the altar of Slavatka, his genius, wanted to make the yeshiva bacher be impeccably GQ quality. So he said, he said that they should be all clean shaven, and like even in Yisrael, the mashkiach was from the mirror of David Kronglas. The kids that would go to John Hopkins or Loyola to night college, he would make them be very clean shaven, even during Sefirat Omer. Because he said, the, the, we have to make, we have to, since they have a stigma to think that if you're religious, you're dirty and sloppy, we have to go to the polar opposite. So, but it is, it's a Gemara, it's a scary Gemara, page 114 in Shabbat. It says a Talmid Chacham, Torah scholar, that um, his, uh, his outside clothing is sloppy and has like, you know, food stains and different stains on it is Chayav Mita. It's obviously Rab Nassan, actually. Chayav Mita is what? Oh, oh. Like from heaven, he has a death, death sentence. God is so mad at him. Actually, it's, it's, a, it's in Avod de Rabbi Natan also. That says, why do Talmidei Chachamim, some Torah scholars, die young? Because he says they don't respect themselves. And they're sloppy, and Hashem doesn't like it. So it says... Um, 
And uh, parenthetically, Rav Aaron Cutler, the founder of the biggest yeshiva in America, said everybody that learning yeshiva should treat themselves as a Talmud Chacham. You know why? Because in America, there's so little religious people. Once you went to yeshiva, like you know this very well, they think already you're a rabbi, you're a Talmud Chacham. You understand? So he says, um, Rabbi, Rabbi, so it says, so it says, you know, if you don't have self-respect, like if you would eat pizza in the middle of a, of a shuk, in the middle of like um, a bazaar, the middle of the street, you can't be a kosher witness anymore. Because what? You have to be dignified when you eat. Eat like a man. You're not like a dog to eat in the middle of nowhere. Eating, you have to say bracha, you have to say netila. If you just eat in the middle of the street, you're not a kosher witness anymore. Because we, we're worried about your integrity. Because we're saying, since you're not worried about your self-honor, and you just shame yourself, you eat like an animal in front of everybody, when you're supposed to sit on a table in private and eat, maybe you're not going to care to be exact in your words, and you're going to lie. It's Allah, did you know that? Um, One of the things that makes you invalid um, uh, witness... Is, is eating in public. Not like a drink, or like actual food, like bread. It's disrespectful. So it says, that's the Gemara in Kedushin, and it's uh, in the Rambam, Hilchot Edut, the end of chapter 5. It says a person should be uh, well-groomed and clean, right? It says, obviously, you shouldn't become like, uh, you know, you don't need to be a GQ model and always like, you, uh, be obsessed with your looks, but you have to be presentable. It's called what? Being presentable because you respect the Torah. You're a representative of the Torah, which is the most glorious thing. Um, and he says, what's real honor? What's real honor? This is so glorious. It says... Where you sit, like, let's say I sit at the top of the shul, right? Right? And I'm facing everybody. It says, the place doesn't make the person respected and honorable. But the person has to be so valuable and honorable and noble that wherever he sits, that place becomes what? Uh, a place that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Honorable. No matter where he sits. Yaru shachsi, exactly. Which means his integrity, his character is so sterling and so noble and so refined. Shachsiatish. Shachsiatish and balas ke haja bishine unja etaram pazire. You understand? You know, he's, he's just so refined. He doesn't say dirty words like these. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I have to. Uh, Thank God I don't do it anymore, but I used to be a manager of a lot of different apartment buildings and I had to rent it out. The guy's like, you look at his credit report, the guy's making like a lot of money. The guy's like a doctor, he's coming to rent like a very expensive house. Every other word is F-bomb. What kind of people are these? They're low, they're, you're talking like the gutter. <laughs> uh, people have lost any self-respect or the way they, you know, or the women. is in the middle of the... Winter, they 
they, they dress like animals. They're ready to go to the beach. It's disgusting. He says that the, the, the Torah scholar always knows his self-worth and he always acts well. He's so noble that wherever he sits, that place becomes a noble seat of he royalty. He touch. Exactly. He says... He says, it's very or- important in Torah knowledge to be orderly. You understand? To put everything in its right place. Don't be mishmash meshuga. You know? It says, He says, that's a true Talmud Chacham. He's organized, he's clean, he's presentable. He's... Um, and also, he says, who's a truly honorable person? It says, one that respects others. So if you want to be respected, what do you do? You respect others. And then the, that, the social circle will, will follow. 